Welcome back to the Gentle Catholic Parenting Podcast, where I explore gentle, positive principles of parenting through the lens of our Catholic faith. I'm Kim Cameron Smith, and this is episode 19. For the last few shows, episodes 17 and 18, I've been looking at gratitude. Gratitude. And in uh, show 17, I talked about the benefits of being grateful. I looked at the physical, emotional, and spiritual benefits of gratitude. And then in episode 18, I talked about some habits we can cultivate so that we can be more grateful. And so to kind of complete the series on gratitude, today I'm going to be looking at how we can be grateful in tough times. I mean, is that even possible? So we're going to look at that. And remember, these gratitude shows are part of a longer series that I'm doing on parenting and happiness. How can we parents experience greater well-being and happiness um, in our in our parenting? Uh, so that's what I'm going to be focusing on for a while. So yes, so we are called to be grateful in all circumstances, not only in the good times, but wow, this is really hard. This is really hard. I, I, I have a really hard time with this. M- most people struggle to um, feel grateful, even not only just in response to big crises, but in small things like, um, you know, like when you're really tired or your kids are bickering, or even if you're, um, you know, you're rushing to go somewhere and you find out your car's on empty, annoying. <laughs> and so how are we supposed to be grateful um, in this kind of, um, in, in those sort of circumstances, right? So I really struggle to um, experience that sense of gratitude um, in the midst of suffering. And I'll talk about that um, in a minute. Um But I did want to say that um, everyone gets it, like everyone understands that um, it's really hard to feel grateful when things go wrong. I found a really good quote by Chara Donahue on ibelieve.com. This is what she said. God draws near to us in the midst of our pain. But when sorrow is thick, we aren't always sure how to love God. God draws near to us, even in the midst of our pain. But when sorrow is thick, we aren't always sure how to love God. Yes, and we often feel, or we're not sure, if God um, loves us, right? So God can feel um, far off or uninterested or just distant. I know that when I'm in crisis, I will often just stop praying, Often it's just because I'm emotionally frozen, but, you know, it takes discipline and maturity to continue praying and reaching out to God, even when God feels far away. It's very natural to feel um, a sense of loss, like isolation and feeling lost when, um, you know, in in a crisis. I mean, not so much in like, you know, you found out your car's empty. It's not that big of a if your car's, um, you know, your if your gas tank's empty, but in response to big setbacks, you, you can definitely feel like God is far away. So, of course, we feel grateful in response to really good things that happen to us, like, um, you know, when a baby's born or, a, you know, we get a raise at work or something. 
In fact, if you don't feel grateful in response to those things, um, usually it's because you're not recognizing the gift. You think, I don't know, like most people think you're kind of jaded if you don't feel grateful. It, maybe the person has like a, a, a cup half empty um, attitude, like the raise wasn't enough or something. But um, everyone understands if you do not feel grateful in response to um, tough times. But we are called to feel to be grateful and it is possible. So here's a really great reminder from Henry Nowen. He was a, um, a Catholic priest and he struggled with, um, he was a really good spiritual writer and it was because he struggled with depression and feeling lonely and disconnected. And so he, he a lot of his writing explores those themes. And here's a quote from him on, gra on feeling grateful in response to setbacks. Gratitude as a discipline involves a conscious choice. I can choose to be grateful even when my emotions and feelings are steep and hurt and resentful. It is amazing how many occasions present themselves in which I can choose gratitude instead of complaint. I can choose to be grateful when I am criticized, even when my heart responds with bitterness. I can choose to listen to the voices that forgive and to look at the faces that smile, even while I still hear words of revenge and grimaces of hatred. You see, so gratitude in the face of darkness is a choice. That's what he's saying. We can choose gratitude even when we feel crummy. Um, I think one really important point he's making is that um, sometimes it's easy when you're going through a tough time or you're like, you know, tired or whatever, you, you kind of respond to it passively and you're basically waiting, you grin and bear it and try to get through it and then you're like okay well i'm gonna everything's gonna be better so sort of like just wait and it'll be over but when we did that when we um respond passively we miss an opportunity and that's what henry Nowen's focusing on is that um life will involve pain it will involve some suffering hopefully not very much for you but it that's just the way it is but we can make a choice to be transformed because of those difficulties, not despite them, but because of them. And how, how do we do that? How can we awaken to the blessings and the graces in front of us? So the fun, sweet times with our kids, they're easy to spot as graces we can be grateful for. But even the hard things hold special graces. You just have to pay attention. So maybe, you know, like the gas tank's on empty. Maybe your van is filled with um, hungry, tired kids. While this is inconvenient, maybe in reflection, you remember that, um, you know, some person, um, you know, when you're filling your car with gas, you get into a conversation with them and they were funny. And they, and they, they brightened up your day. Or maybe you brightened up their day. So this is a grace for which we can be grateful we can be grateful for that little that little gift. Or um, another example I thought of is when we're in the midst of an argument with um, a child, 
Um, it's really hard. It's really frustrating and it's painful to have disconnection from a child during an argument. But maybe that, that argument leads to greater understanding between the two of you. Or maybe you recognize um, some habit in yourself that is, um, you know, it's not working in the relationship anymore. Sometimes as parents, you know, we don't grow with our kids. They're maturing and we forget. <laughs> so we, um, we learn something. So we can be grateful for these kind of insights we have, um, despite the discomfort. I and mean, the argument is was a discomfort, but we can be grateful for these insights. So the graces are there, whether or not I notice them. I can choose to pay attention. I can ask God for new eyes um, that will notice these little um, gifts he's offering to me, right? So, um, so there are always, always, always lessons in these hard moments. Little, little hard moments are in the big c catastrophes. Always. We always are led to greater maturity. That's part of how we mature and grow up as humans is by facing obstacles and setbacks and difficulties. Um, and another thing, too, is that um, sometimes... Um, those difficult moments is when our faith in God really deepens. Sometimes the lessons, like the most profound lessons that I've learned um, are in response to these difficulties because I can see how God, God's really in control even if I don't recognize it. And when I feel weak and vulnerable, my faith can grow because I have to lean on God. So that is another way that um, these hard times are just full of potential for growth and transformation. Now, um, Henry Nouwen said something very important. Notice he said that he initially often responds um, with, um, uh, let me go back to it. Okay, he initially responds with bitterness. So that really caught my attention because um, oftentimes we just have an automatic response um, that we have no control over. Like our body's flooded with stress hormones and um, we're really nervous or anxious. Um, but what's amazing is that um, I can find gratitude even when I initially react with fear or harshness. If I just open my eyes and look, I can see, uh, you know, these little daily crosses um, as, uh, you know, I can be changed by them. I can be changed by these frustrations. So I think God's okay with us uh, with feeling kind of irritable or, or fearful initially. That's what Nowen is saying. We can choose gratitude despite our initial emotional response. Back, oh, I think it might have been in episode 16. Um, I did an episode on self-pity. And um, I, in that show, I was um, expanding on some points Father Mike Schmitz made in a YouTube video. It was on self-pity. And he said in that video that our initial emotional response, um, often it's just healthy. And um, it's just really healthy and, and it's human to experience 
you know, the fullness of our emotions, right? We can't help it. Like when life's difficult, we just have those big emotions. Only, he said that only when we move, um, when we have the emotions and move through them, um, only then we'll actually learn something from a loss or a setback, right? We can learn humility or we learn to adapt. We learn how to take new paths when we face things we can't change. So that's what we kind of talked about on that show. So don't feel like you have failed the gratitude test if you respond initially um, kind of negatively because that that might just be your body's way of letting you know that, hey, hey, pay attention, something's happening. But the mistake is to just like just to get sucked into the negativity. So Father Mike was saying, you know, don't become self-pitying. Um, and Henry Nowen, um, is in, in a kind of complimentary way, is saying you can make a choice at that point to look for the graces, to expect the graces um, to come, even if you don't see them right now, right? So sometimes for me, in the, um, in the moment, you know, if I find out that my car is on empty, for example, um, of course I'm frustrated and I'm real, I'm frustrated and I deal with it. I try, you know, I, you know, hopefully with some grace, but then maybe later I remember the conversation with the person when I was pumping my, the, my gas, maybe at, in the evening when I'm doing my nightly prayers, I remember that like you can ask God to help you um, recognize his graces or in the fight with your child. Of course, in the moment, duh, <laughs> I'm not thinking, sitting there thinking, oh, I'm so grateful for this argument. It's later, it's later in retrospect. So the initial, like we just, like our body rushes with stress hormones when we're in um, conflict with somebody, right? So that's just natural. So you haven't failed. Um, but the mistake is just to like, allow yourself to free fall into the negativity um, because you that's when you miss the opportunity to recognize the graces. Just ask God later to help you see the graces, to help you see the gifts um, that he wants you to see. So another um, step in this is as parents, I think it's important, um, and this advice is, uh, it comes from my own failure. I think as parents, um, we need to keep an eye on our expectations and our perspective and our expectations and our perspective because um, sometimes um, we think that our time for happiness will come once we sort out some kind of parenting inconvenience right or some small cross we're bearing we think that once our child sleeps through the night well then we'll be happy or when um you know, our toddler matures a little and stops having tantrums, or when we move, our, our kitchen is remodeled, we move into a bigger house, right? So we wait and hope for that moment when we'll have the right job or the baby sleeps, right? And then we'll be happy. But of course, we know this is an illusion. This is an illusion. And uh, this is what I, why I say our, our, our perspective shapes our experience of parenting. Our perspective shapes our experience of parenting. When you're a parent, I mean, when you're human, these um, frustrations and challenges are gonna come along, but how you perceive the situation 
can actually change you physically and emotionally. It can change how you react to your child. So if you perceive yourself as a victim somehow, like you're not getting something you earned um, or something you deserve or um, something like that, right? You can build up resentment. And before, you know, not about the baby not sleeping through the night, but like, let's say you're waiting for a raise or you're waiting for the, the, the bigger house is the big thing. Many of us, you know, we live on a tight budget and um, we read the dumb magazines or watch HGTV and we think everybody has a house like that. Everyone has um, a team that comes in and transforms your home. Rationally, we don't think that, but there may be some part of us that thinks, oh yeah, I think I'm going to paint my cabinets like that. And, you know, my spouse will, um, you know, put up new trim for me and, and it doesn't happen. And we feel somehow like shortchanged and it may be completely subconscious. But anyway, I don't know if that happens to you. That can happen to me. And so um, when you when this happens, the problem is that um, your experience of life as a parent and, you know, just in your family um you you have a hard time recognizing how really privileged we are. We're really privileged to be the parents of these children of ours. We're privileged to live the we have there are so many privileges in our lives and we overlook them. Recognizing um, the many things we have to be grateful for as we raise our kids. In our particular home on this particular day it makes you um, it makes us happier no matter the challenges that we encounter just recognizing how fortunate we are to have the things we have right so gratitude dissolves resentment period so when you cultivate gratitude um, it really helps to keep that resentment at bay that was just one little point on perspective that I wanted to make Father Robert Spitzer, he's, he wrote a trilogy on, on happiness that's really great. And in one of them, Finding True Happiness, he talks about our attitudes and their power to create a personal hell for us. We can create our own personal hell by our attitudes. And so I think um, when I say perspective, some of what he said, some of what I'm saying, it kind of gels with what he's saying. He calls it um, our attitudes. And he, um, in one chapter, he talks about <clears throat> our attitudes in four areas. So I thought I would kind of um, share those. So he talks about, okay, we can have different attitudes in terms of our purpose in life. What is our purpose in life? And he says it's very immature and limiting if our basic purpose and approach to life is to look for pleasure and material accumulation. So, you know, the bigger house, the better kitchen versus um, seeing our purpose in life as um, being um, be contributed in some way to some larger good, to our family, to community, right? Um, and then he talks about our attitude in terms of our view of others. And this really is striking. What do we focus on? Do we look for the bad news in people or the good news? Just look at social media. It is shocking 
the way even Catholics, they look for the bad news in each other, the bad news, and they, 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 they um, view others as being against them, even their, their brothers and sisters in Christ. They look at others as the enemy, and it's very upsetting to me. I'm a revert to the church. Many of you have followed me um, for a while, know that I was um, brought into the church by my stepfather when I was a teenager. And then I left for many years and I returned to the church. And it's very painful for me to read what some well-known Catholic um, writers and speakers say about one another. Because we can have disagreements, but we can do it with charity and in a, an attitude of wanting to um, you know, discover, find truth together, but that we are brothers and we are sisters, right? So anyway, I'm kind of going off on a tangent there, but stop, stop doing that. It's horrible. So anyway, Father Spitzer saying, do you look at, for the bad news in people? Are you looking for the good news in them and the way they are unique and the way they contribute to your community? Right. So even if you have to call somebody out on an in, um, on an unfortunate interpretation of doctrine or whatever, do it with charity and um, look for and recognize their gifts as well. And another area is your view of yourself. Do you judge yourself very harshly by your defects rather than seeing your intrinsic value? Are you judging yourself based on the way the world measures you by your appearance on your material possessions? Are you looking at your the way God sees you? And the um, last area was your view of freedom. Your view of freedom. Are, are you looking for freedom from something, from responsibility, from discomfort, looking to just get what we want? Um, or are we looking for freedom for? Freedom for the good. Freedom um, to um, to seek God's will for our lives, our, our freedom to flourish, our, and part of that freedom is in making commitments and seeking deeper meaning, which is sometimes inconvenient. Sometimes the great life is inconvenient. And that is the really sad thing to me, is that if we're always only looking at being comfortable and avoiding... Um, you know, if we're just, we, we hit um, autopilot and we just wait to get through the hard times, we miss those opportunities for growth and um, for seeing, you know, the lessons that God's trying to teach us and recognizing that the reason we may be feeling uncomfortable is because we've chosen big. You have chosen to be a parent. You have chosen big. You have chosen courageously in a world that is you know, anti-baby, anti-life, anti-family, you've chosen something beautiful, but sometimes it is inconvenient. So maybe, I just, I don't know, I just love Father Spitzer's insights because they're so relevant to what we're talking about because, you know, how do we view the sacrifices of parenting, right? There are self, self-sacrifice is just part of parenting. Self-sacrifice is part of any relationship, right? We give of ourselves. How we see ourselves as contributing to something valuable, how we focus on others, how we develop habits um, 
they shape our perspective, like our habits and relating to others. All these things Father Spitzer Shane saying, they shape our perspective, right? So anyway, Father Spitzer's book, it's really awesome. And I will link to um, his book on the show notes for this um, podcast, but it's called, um, it is called Finding True Happiness. It's a great book. Okay, so let me leave you with the, the big picture. Developing a habit of looking for graces and offering our gratitude increases our awareness of the way God is always active in our lives, how he always accompanies us on our parenting journey. We are beloved children of God who gives, who is generous beyond human measure. So look for those graces and be grateful. That is it for today. You can read show notes for this podcast on my website, intentionalcatholicparenting.com. There you can also find my articles, links to parenting research, and links to connect with me on social media. It's been great being with you today. Pray for me as I will for you. Have a great day. 